Hello, and welcome back to Theology with an English Accent. For the last two episodes, we've been looking at Paul's instructions concerning Timothy and Epaphroditus, how he was sending both of them to Philippi. We now begin chapter 3, and we have a little bit of a change of pace and a change of topic. Let's look at the text. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things is not irksome to me, and it is safe for you. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evil workers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the true circumcision, who worship God in spirit, and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if any man thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew born of Hebrews, and the law a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Okay, so Paul begins this section with, finally, my brethren. In one of the earlier top-up episodes, I spoke about how there is the possibility that Philippians is actually multiple letters stitched together. And this is one of the articulation points. This is one of the points where people think, well, some scholars think, but this is possibly another Philippian letter stitched onto an old one. Because Paul says, finally, and he's then going to carry on for two more chapters. If you want, if you want to find out more about that, I'd suggest watching that video. But Paul says that to write the same things to you is not irksome for me, but it is safe for you. So he's reiterating what he's told them before. Now this could have been in a letter, or it could have been when he was in person. But either way, it's immaterial. I think the thing that we can draw from this is that sometimes we need to hear things again, even if we know them. You know, very often you hear a homily, but you don't kind of learn anything new, but you're exhorted, you're reminded of, of truths that you already know. And Paul, he cares a lot about the Philippians here. He, he, wants, to t he wants to tell them some truths again because he wants them to be safe. It's kind of like a, a parent you know, calling out after a child, you know, be careful. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evil workers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. Now, this abrupt new topic is, again, one of the reasons why some people think that Philippians is multiple letters stitched together. But let's leave that aside for the time being. Who's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the, the Judaizing group. And these were people who thought that people should still maintain the Old Covenant traditions. That means keeping kosher with the food laws, um, still being circumcised, pretty much still following the entirety of the Mosaic Law. Now, this stands in stark contrast to the declaration of the Council of Jerusalem in AD 50, that we read about in Acts. And Paul has to address these Judaizing groups in many of his letters, particularly Galatians. Um, but Paul has a, a, few, a few little nods to these groups. So he, he says, look out for the dogs. Now, when we think dogs, we think, you know, Nice, very animals, man's best friend. But in um, in the first century near near Eastern mindset, dogs are feral and wild and not good at all. And it was actually a term used by the Pharisees to describe the Gentiles. So Paul is now here using that slur 
against the Judaizing groups. He's saying they are the dogs. Um, and he talks about those who mutilate the flesh. There's a little play on words here, but he's referring to circumcision. And he goes on to say, For we are the true circumcision, who worship God in spirit and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. Now, what is this true circumcision that he's talking about? I mean, Christians still aren't circumcised, so what does he mean? Well, if we read his epistle to the Colossians, we find that Paul draws a parallel between the circumcision of the Old Covenant and the baptism of the New, because that was how you entered into covenant with God, through the, the sign of circumcision. But what is the New Covenant sign? We enter through baptism. And this, he refers to this as circumcision not performed by human hands. But Paul goes on to say that, you know, if it were just out of pure human achievement, he would, he would, he would come off pretty well. He says, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if any man thinks that he has confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to the zeal of persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So Paul lays out his credentials. Because some people might have said that, yeah, Paul, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to Judaism. You, know, you don't really understand the Mosaic law. So Paul lays out his credentials. You know, and it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, I'm not an American. I came over on the Mayflower. Because Paul says he's been circumcised on the eighth day according to the requirements of the Mosaic Law. He's an Israelite. He's part of God's chosen people, a descendant of Jacob, who later gets renamed Israel. Paul belonged to the tribe of Benjamin, and this wasn't an insignificant tribe. Benjamin was one of the 12 sons of Jacob, and he has the distinction of being the only one of those sons born in the Promised Land. And out of that tribe came King Saul, and it was the tribe that went into battle first. Paul says he's a Hebrew born of Hebrews. So he is part of, he's a descendant of Abir, the great grandson of Shem. He's, he belonged to the Pharisee party, and we hear about the Pharisees a lot in the Gospel. They tend to get a very bad rep in the Gospel, but these were zealous, zealous Jews, people who took the law incredibly seriously. They were, they were yeah, I guess you call them the same rigorous group within Judaism. And then he says, as to zeal, how much zeal did I have for my Jewish faith? Well, I was a persecutor of the church. That was how his zeal was manifested when this new sect arose called the Nazarenes or followers of the way or eventually they were called Christians. Paul vigorously opposed them and persecuted them. So this is basically Paul's resume. These are all of his achievements and accolades and in the next episode, we'll find out how he views these things since coming to Christ. And for today's Point to Ponder, I'd invite you to write your own life resume. Consider your achievements and your accolades. And then we'll have a look at them again in the next episode. And until next time, in the words of Venerable Archbishop Fulmachine, God love you.